Hi, Sunday Society. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the details of a death that includes drowning and drug use. Please listen with care. Hello, Sunday Society. I'm Hannah. And I'm Bianca. And today we are going to discuss a 2017 case that has been deemed the accidental death of Tony Anderson. I will dive into the details of the case that still haunts me, and you can decide if you believe it was accidental or if there may have been foul play. So grab your coffee, get spooky, and let's take back Sunday. Tony Anderson was a beautiful, vibrant 20-year-old woman who was found in the Missouri River on March 10, 2017. Someone once described her as kind of like a butterfly. She was gorgeous and she gets along with everyone, said friend Mary Galipsy. So many of you might be wondering why this is the case I chose, and I will be completely honest with you. I truly do not believe that we know the full story of Tony's death, and I am not the only one. I will give you the information and you can decide what you think. On January 15, 2017, around 4.10 a.m., Tony left a gentleman's club called Chrome where she worked as a server to meet up with friends at another gentleman's club called Shady Lady. Chrome was in downtown Kansas City at 7400 East U.S. Highway 40, Kansas City, Missouri. It is now closed. Shady Lady is about eight minutes northwest of where Chrome was. At 4.30 a.m., Tony was pulled over by a North Kansas City police officer, Officer Ficken, near the Quick Trip at 26th and Burlington, which was about 12 minutes north of the Shady Lady. She knew this area, so not sure why she went past Shady Lady. She was also in the wrong lane and just sitting there for approximately 12 minutes before she was pulled over. I would assume that someone called it in, that there Mm -hmm. was a car just parked in the Mm -hmm. wrong lane. Was it in the road or like on the shoulder? No, she was in the far left lane, which would have been for oncoming traffic. So it was like stalled, maybe just stalled with her blinker on. Officer Ficken approaches her car and says, good morning, in a pretty bright way for 430 in the morning, kind of almost kind of like sarcastically. Good morning. And he asked her where she is going and if she had been drinking. He then asked for her driver's license and insurance. He tells her that she is on the far side of a two-lane road going the wrong way. She giggles, and he tells her that it is not funny, and she apologizes for laughing. He asks her again if she had been drinking or if she's on any medication. She replies that she is just really sick and that she doesn't feel good. Officer Ficken returns to his vehicle and runs her information. There were no warrants. Her license was good, like the tag, you know, her registration, everything was not expired. So he approaches her car again and asks that she do him a favor and to pull into the quick trip and gather herself for a bit. Approximately five and a half minutes after the dash cam video begins, we see Tony pull into quick trip and Officer Ficken pulls into a business next door to quick trip and another police officer is seen pulling up to his vehicle and at that point that video ends. There was surveillance released from Quick Trip that shows Tony getting gas, going in the store, and then returning to her car and leaving. A black car, maybe a Chrysler, is seen leaving the parking lot after her, but that is all that is seen. That that person was never in Quick Trip. So she was pulled over at 4.30 a.m. The traffic stop was about six minutes in total. Then she went to Quick Trip and spent about seven minutes there. So at the time she was leaving Quick Trip, it would have been around 4.42 or 4.43 a.m. She texts one of her friends at 4.42 and says, OMG, just, just pulled over again. 
We aren't sure if she meant she was pulled over earlier in the night or if she was pulled over again after leaving Quick Trip. The timeline for me says she had already been pulled over, but there is not record record of her being pulled over twice. In the same night. In the same night, yeah. Maybe she meant like, OMG, maybe she got pulled over the week before or something. And and I thought about that as well, that she could have been pulled over the day before. Yeah, I would have, that could have been something I said like, you know, OMG, I just (laughs) got pulled over again. Yeah. Now, there are reports that Tony may have been meeting someone to buy weed before she went to Shady Lady, but not sure where that would have been and why she would have been so far from Shady Lady. In the Quick Trips surveillance, she doesn't appear to be as... She doesn't appear to me as being drunk, but I'm not Mm -hmm. saying she wasn't. I don't know her personally, and I've never heard her talk before, so I can't say much to it. But from what I heard, you know, she does sound inebriated a little bit. The way that she's talking to the officer in the video, you can hear her. The giggle. I mean, it possibly, yeah. And a two lane road that late at night, maybe she thought she pulled over onto the shoulder, and she wasn't. You know, maybe she. I mean, she didn't sound to me. She didn't sound like she was completely out of it. Yeah, but she out was of it able, enough to be, like, maybe buzzed. Yeah, and she did admit to him in that video that she was nervous, which we all are. Is this the dash cam that yes. you're referencing? Okay. So we don't see her, but we can hear her. Yeah. And we can see him standing outside of her vehicle. Mm-hmm. But like I said, she did giggle. <laughs> so yeah. it makes me wonder if she was under some kind of influence because I don't wouldn't giggle if somebody was like, hey, hey, you're in the, you know, a police officer was yeah. like, you're in the wrong lane. I wouldn't be like, hey. <laughs> right. <laughs> you Unless, know? you know, maybe that's a, a coping thing. Like people giggle when they're uncomfortable. I, do, I, I actually you know? do giggle when I know I'm you do. So maybe I would have. I know. So after leaving Quick Trip, her cell phone pinged near English Landing Park in Parkville, Missouri, and that would have been 11 minutes or seven miles northwest of where she was located when she left Quick Trip. So she was driving further away from Shady Lady. Shortly after that, her car GPS is turned off. Tony was missing January 15, 2017 until March 10, 2017. On March 8, 2017, a private investigative team that the family had hired used sonar, and they detected a car in the water in the Missouri River, near where her GPS had stopped or her oh cell God. phone pinged. Well, it took the police two extra days, so on March 10th, they I pulled... I was going to say, you said the 8th, and then you, you know, yep. the 10th. On March 10th, they pulled a black SUV out of the river, and in front of that black SUV was Tony's car, and she was inside. Wait, so... This investigative team found it on the 8th, but it took the cops two more days to get out there to do anything? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure how those processes work. I Maybe that's normal. I don't know. I do see a lot of pushback on those TikToks from the police because they feel like people are hindering investigations and, you know, etc. Maybe that's normal. I would, if that were my family member, that they... Likely it would have happened on the eighth. <laughs> I would have. I would have said you need to be here on the eighth. Yeah, you need. We've got something. You need to get down here right now. Maybe it's a resources thing where they didn't have the equipment to pull the cars out of the yeah, river. Yeah, maybe they had to get outside sources to come in. Yeah, you know, into town or whatever. I mean, Kansas City is one of the biggest cities in our state, but we don't have. I I would I would assume we don't have a lot of resources. You yeah. know, I'm assuming it's underfunded, just like you every know, everything other else. place. But anyway, coming. two days. I think. 
I would have been pretty pretty upset. Yeah. So again, black SUV, they pulled that out, which was like pushed in. Now, I'm not saying that it was at the same time her car went in, it was pushed in, but when they retrieved it, it was pushed into the back of her car. So her, yeah. you know, so they pull this black SUV out and then they pull her, her car. car. She has, she is in the car. She has sand in her clothes and her hair. She has cuts in her stomach. They believe like for post-mortem. Maybe a seatbelt? I'm not sure, but the window was down in her oh, car. Oh, okay. The police released a statement that Tony Anderson was believed to have drove down the boat ramp and into the Backwards? water. Huh? You didn't tell me how. Was it face down or was it like reversed in? No, it was. So she went it. She was face like, okay, so they pulled down. it out with the back end yes. coming out first. Okay, and, and that black SUV, you know, was, was pushed in head first, head first into the. I don't know why I assume that they were all no. Okay, nope. so it would have been just driven right in. Okay, okay. So where they pulled this out from, they believe that she drove down the boat ramp and into the water on January fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen. So I just watched the dash cam footage, and I watched the quick trip footage. I'm confused. First of all, I do want to say I think the officer handled everything appropriately until the very end when he was like, just drive over here to this quick trip and get yourself together. Yeah, gather yourself. Gather yourself. And I was under the impression that he followed her there no. and like made, you know, maybe did a sobriety test. He didn't do anything. He didn't even go to the parking lot. He went the other way. So he sits kind of across from yeah. the quick trip in I think it was a state farm like office, yeah it just looks like lot. a yeah like a strip mall as and as soon as like he pulls into there this Another other officer. cop pulls mm-hmm. up and so I don't know if they're just visiting or what but well I'm not wonder. I mean so I can see if maybe there was an urgent call that had come through but like we can hear everything that's going on in his car with the dash cam and there's no like you know, code red, code red coming through. Like there's no, there's no shootings. There's no emergencies or anything. Like in my opinion, I I didn't, I don't know why he wouldn't have just gone with her and then conducted a field sobriety test to see if she was even suitable to drive. Yeah. But then you watch the, I watched the quick trip footage. So we, we agree. She doesn't sound like she's sober when she's talking to him. Correct. She does not sound sober. She does not sound blasted. I mean, she sounds like me when I've had a few glasses of wine. She sounds, yeah. And I think she's probably nervous, like everybody feels when they get pulled over. Well, sure. And I, I still think it's so weird that she was where she was, like on the road. Yeah. I, I just don't think there was something not right. Nobody sober does that unless, you know, no, nobody sober does that. Nobody, nobody pulls over to the wrong side of the road and parks just parks like with their blinker on. 12 minutes is how long she was parked with her blinker on in that left, yeah. far left lane. And so it kind of looks like maybe she thought she was just at a stoplight at the turning, like in the turning lane. Yeah, just stopped there. But Which, she wasn't. And maybe, you know, it was rainy. It was. It, it was, was kind, kind of, of rainy and dark and 4 30 in the morning like maybe she misunderstood like what was going on on the road i don't know maybe that so it was it is a big intersection so you know in the city there's you got these huge intersections where each light has like four lanes you know and it's big so maybe she thought she was where she needed to be and was just waiting for the light to turn but then 
if you're sober, you don't think that. You wouldn't yeah. have thought that. Even with my astigmatism, <laughs> I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that really would have killed me because it's blacktop. It's slick and rainy. So it looks, it's shiny. The road is shiny. The lights are kind of blurred because it's raining and, you know, my, the lights kind of do that starburst thing for me anyway at mm-hmm. night. I would have been stressed out too, but I would have had the mind, the the wherewithal to go to the parking lot or like park somewhere, yeah. not park on the opposite side of the road facing for oncoming traffic. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So then in the quick trip footage, she doesn't look inebriated. No. I mean, obvious, again, we hear her speaking mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I could see, like, I don't know how she talks normally, but I could see that she was under the influence of something. Yeah, she wasn't sober. She was not we completely can, sober. We can agree that yes. she was not sober. But then at Quick Trip, she's, you know, very obviously moving well, not stumbling, not, you know, swaying back and forth. She's able to get gas, goes into pay. She looks fine. Yeah, she, I mean, she is looking around a lot, like she flips her hair and, you know, I've, I've gone to, you know, gas stations tipsy and, you know, when you're drunk, you think that you're fine, but you're like on the outside, you are not fine. Like people looking at you, (laughs) you think you're doing great. You think you're walking that line straight as can be. And then, you know, what you're really doing is just zigzagging. I feel like I've been tipsy and I've been fine and I've looked like that. So I don't, I would hate for people to look at that footage and say, well, she looks sober because she still could have been inebriated, yes. you know, but not so. And this is where I bring this argument into is not so inebriated that I believe that she mistook a boat ramp no, for a road. Absolutely not. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. A postmortem toxicology report was done on Tony and it states that she had alcohol, cocaine and meth in her system. What really gets me is that people that know her well state that she was a heavy everyday user of marijuana. Well, wasn't she meeting somebody that night to get pot? Yes, and it was not mentioned anywhere in that report that she had THC in her system. How long? So it was three months that she was in the water. So. It sounds like January and then she was found in March. Yes. Is there a chance that that could have been out of her system? Not if the alcohol and cocaine oh and meth gosh, were in exactly her system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of research and there's a lot of like wishy-washy information. But as a person that believes that they have half of a brain, I'm going to say that if she had <laughs> meth, alcohol, and cocaine in her system, they stay in your system a lot less time than THC. So that does not make sense that THC was not in her system. I'm curious, though, with like post-mortem. So that's the research I did. Okay, okay. And okay. in every case, I, I will post um, a case study that I found. Um, I think it's the National Institute of, of Health or something mm-hmm. that they did one. In every case where they had found somebody that had passed, they did have THC in their system. But, again, where I say this wishy-washy, is they're not checking three months later. I was going to say, but to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. We might do some additional follow up. I would love help because I was struggling to find something that really kind of 
fit to this circumstance we all need, these circumstances we need to get a hold of like elena from morbid she is a um an autopsy technician where i she am sure she will take things. our call she i bet <laughs> if i called her right now she'd be like hey bianca what's up girl how can i help <laughs> but it would be good to have somebody like that Absolutely. that knows that type of information any any doctors out there any any we want to know physician listeners we would like insight on how toxicology is affected post-mortem how it's affected when you're in the water. Because I wonder if the water has some sort of yeah. something. But again, I... But of, of again, the other things only have a brain gone, here. Right? I'm just thinking. THC, you would think would it would have even longer effects than the alcohol, meth, and cocaine. Yeah. That, yeah. So, my, so that's, yeah. that's where I'm stuck, too. Like, if those things weren't, like, burned out of her system, especially the alcohol. Because, like, meth and cocaine are, like, man-made and have a lot of really weird shit in it. Alcohol is generally organic, yeah. as is THC. So my assumption would be if the alcohol is still in her system, the THC would also be in her system. But I have the other half of your brain, and that's my assumption too. So, <laughs> And they do now have a sign that says boat ramp that they put after this incident. I um, want to see pictures park. of that place, of that park. Like, I'm interested to know what it looks like. Like, how... Because... At the marina, because we live on the Missouri River in our town. We have the river. We have a boat ramp. It's very obviously the river. Yeah. There's really no, I mean, there's there's no mistaking that for a road, you know? Like, if we were to go down to the riverfront park, there's no, in no circumstance would I think that, oh, this is the road to get out of here. Because it literally goes into the river. And the Missouri River is huge. Yeah, your it's lights very are on wide. in your car and you're going to go maybe over just a little bump and you're going to see water. Yeah, immediately. And again, if that did happen, if that is what happened and she was like trying to get out of that park and drove, I still, her window was down. Yeah. I believe she would have been able to get out of the car. Yep. She could have taken her seatbelt off, opened the door. She's, she's little. She's a tiny she's a tiny girl. Mm-hmm. She could have probably fit through her window, yes. the open window. A few other things that just did not set well with me was that Clay County, which is where North Kansas City is located, has missing dispatch logs from January 15th, the no. day that she went missing. 4.31 a.m. until 10 a.m. No. From all police, fire, and EMS logs. Now, she was pulled over at 4.30 a.m. So a minute later, they go offline or their servers are down, whatever. They, they never give a clear answer. But from 4.31 a.m. to 10 a.m., all logs are completely missing. I don't like how that feels. Does it sound like a coincidence? Because I definitely don't think so. I don't believe in coincidences, really. Yeah, me either. Also, it took Officer Ficken one week after she went missing to log that he pulled her over. Yikes. I don't... You wouldn't assume that... I mean... And it was not a week... It did not take a week for anybody to realize she went missing. Her friends were like, where is she? Yeah. I, I would assume by the morning, by the, you know, by the time the sun came up, they would be wondering, okay, where is she? Why, why can't anybody find her? Yeah. Another thing that kind of gets me is if she did willingly drive 
to Parkville to sit in a park. There were tons. I So I looked at Google Maps to see mm-hmm. the park. There are tons of places that you could park there that are not a boat ramp mm-hmm. in winter by the water where you drive into the water. Like there were so many different places to park that would have, it would have taken, she could have parked a lot closer to where she would have entered the park mm-hmm. versus the boat ramp. I'm just... Do you know where she lived? So, she lived in downtown Kansas City. So, not close to Parkville. Like, there's no. really She's no reason. She's traveling farther. The more she goes in this, and I and I will, um, ha- I do have a map to okay. kind of show you her route on Google Maps. Oh, I did one. Awesome. Okay. Um, the further she goes away from everything. She's just yeah. constantly moving more northwest the entire time. That's so weird. Something so, Something's weird just about that. Yeah. Something strange about that. I I would have been alarmed from the moment that I had, I had gone up to her when she was in the left lane facing the wrong way, just stalled in the middle of the road. Yes. I would have been concerned at that point. And I, I might have not let her go. But anyway, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I I won't I won't get on that soapbox just yet. Also, something else that I was like it just really bothers me is she was able to get out of her car at Quick Trip, pump gas into her car, go inside. She walked fine. But, like, if she was that messed up, yeah, that she would mistake a road. Because this is what they think happened. She, must like, mistook the boat ramp yeah. as a road. Um, that's and my drove worst down fear. It. I mean, she might have been intoxicated, but she was not so messed up. That she was able to very well get out of her car, pump her gas, walk into Quick Trip, pay for whatever, and then walk back to her car and get out. I mean... Is there a chance that she did something after she left? I... You know? I mean, unless she's doing it as she's driving, the timeline doesn't match. That's what I mean. Like, what if she did it on, you know, on the road or when she got to this park? Maybe she went to that park to get high. Yeah, maybe. But still, I mean, you would think... In January, in Missouri, it's cold. Yes. That water would have been piercing. And, and if her, her window, window was, was down. O- her window was open. She would have been able to get out through the window. You would think. Yeah. I she mean, would be able to get out of the, you know, as soon as she hit the water. She she realized that, you know, it yeah. wasn't a road. Yeah. So y- you are right. There is a possibility that she could have done something at the park. And then, you know, been more inebriated than she was at Quick Trip. But for me, the math ain't mathin'. I was gonna... I wish that we knew or we had surveillance of when she got to the park. Like, I wish there was surveillance there, you know, where we could see how long she was there. And if they have any kind of... There's no way, I assume, that they could identify a time of death for her. Yeah, no, I I don't believe that they can. And, And honestly, I believe that they they used the March 10th as her date of death when they recovered her body. Yeah. Because that's where the GPS stopped and like when it stopped. Yeah. Did it say what time it stopped? No. Okay. It just says every report I looked at says shortly after. So the thought came in, did the GPS go off because her car went into the water? Uh Is that why it went off? That's my assumption. Or was, you know, did somebody turn it off? Did somebody turn it off? I don't know. You know, we are never going to know that. Right. The more things that the math ain't mathing on. (laughs) A gag order was filed by four prominent people in Kansas City, Missouri, not North Kansas City, where she was pulled over, against Tony's parents on November 15th, 2017. The people that were involved in the gag order are Leland Shuren, 
an attorney that was on the board of Kansas City Police Commissioners, Nathan Garrett, an attorney that was on the Kansas City Police Commissioners, Mark Tolbert, a bishop and member of the Kansas City Police Commissioners Board, Don Wagner, a police commissioner who is now a partial owner in the Kansas City Royals, and Sylvester Sly James, that was previously the mayor of Kansas City from 2011 until 2019. So I want to let the listeners know what a gag order is because I didn't know. I'm I'm looking here oh, now. Okay. I thought this was I thought it was something different. So this is when a judge prohibits attorneys, parties, or witnesses in a pending lawsuit or criminal prosecution from talking about the case to the public. Yes. So they are not allowed to do that. Yes. So numero uno. Why are all these people who were involved in Kansas City placing a gag order on her parents when she was pulled over in North Kansas City? And I understand why that sounds so much alike, but they are two separate things. North Kansas City and Kansas City are two separate places. Do they, they have, have separate police departments? I'm yes, assuming they They're have not separate under the same... police departments. All of that. It To me, that does not make sense. So that's what I'm curious, though. Like, what's the gag order for? Because it's... The definition is for prosecution or like an ongoing lawsuit or criminal prosecution. So the only thing that I know is that there was a lawsuit filed against Chrome, not the police department. And is Chrome in Kansas City, It is in Kansas City. There you go. That's a gentleman's club in Kansas City. You said it's closed now. But why all of these prominent people in Kansas City would be concerned about a lawsuit against a gentleman's club does not make any sense to me. And feels real fishy. (laughs) I wonder if there are some official movements within that gentleman's club that they didn't want to be leaked. I don't know. I do know that. So that gag order was filed in November of 2017. Tony went missing in January. Mm -hmm. She was found in March. And in June, Tony's mom did make a statement to the news about shame on that officer. He could have saved her life if he would have done the right thing. He obviously thought she was under the influence. The North Kansas City officer. The North Kansas City officer. Other than that, I can't really find much of anything that her parents didn't seem like. I mean, I, they they were cooperating with police. They weren't making, like, allegations against the police or anything like that. So I'm not quite sure. I just think it's quite weird that all of these prominent people in Kansas City are putting a gag order for something that happened in North Kansas City, except for the only thing that ties that is a gentleman's club, a strip club in Kansas City, which is now closed. After that lawsuit, they closed their doors. Circling back, I don't think she was as obliterated as one would have to be to mistake a boat ramp for a road. I do think she was not sober enough to require a sobriety test. And I do think that that is where that officer failed. Yeah. And, you know, we love the police. We don't think they're the bad guys. We are, we definitely back the blue. The, The police, I have family members that have either been in or are serving yeah we we i don't want you to hear us say that like the cops are corrupt and bad there are corrupt and bad people who are cops yes and if that's what happened here it doesn't mean every single cop is corrupt and bad it means that person was bad 
and they just so happen to be a cop. You can't you can't generalize an entire community of people based on the bad traits. But I think he failed there. I I would agree with that. And there was no lawsuit against the North Kansas City Police see, Department. I think they could have had one. They because even based on the toxicology report, she clearly had alcohol, cocaine, and meth in her system. She shouldn't have been driving. No. And that officer should have done his due diligence and crossed all his T's and dotted all his I's. And you know what? I bet he's never missed an opportunity for a field sobriety test since. This was preventable. You know, it was just preventable. And it, it sucks that somebody lost their loved one because for reasons we'll never know. Unless there's a lawsuit ever filed or like a civil... You know, like a civil suit for wrongful death, kind of like Ellen Greenberg, where her family is suing the medical examiner's office, not necessarily for wrongful death, but just to switch the the manner of death from uh, suicide back to homicide so they can work through her probate and they can finalize certain things because certain insurance policies won't pay out if it's listed as suicide. So I will say that, you know, her parents did get a, they settled outside of court so it's hard to get what know exactly what the lawsuit like settlement was mm-hmm. against Chrome, but I do know that they. So settled. what would Chrome's level of liability have been though? That I do not know. But I will say, if you look at this in a big picture, I mm-hmm. feel like you see that there was somebody who should have been pulled over and had a sobriety test done who should have probably went to jail that night and who would be alive today. Yeah. What I do think happened was that, again, she didn't have a field sobriety test done. She was under the influence. She drove wherever. But again, I do I do not believe this case. I've known about this case since it came out in 2017. Yeah. I followed it. It's haunted me this entire time because I'm like, something doesn't set right. My feelings is is that she did not go into the water on January 15th. That is my belief that I have no proof of that. But Just my speculation. my gut feeling is is that she did not go into the water on January 15th. And that is where she was placed after somebody was done with whatever they did to her. I also know that the people that are friends of her, you know, that were friends of hers, um, on that Justice for Tony Anderson Facebook page, do not feel highly of her parents. Really? They do. They think that they took money over the truth. Oh, shoot. And that, you know, you go after Chrome, that's fine, but you didn't go after the police that obviously yeah. did not do their job. I was going to say, if I don't know what they would have gotten from Chrome, what they would have been able to sue unless they overserved her but she was working and she was underage she's a college student i'm okay. sure probably working there to pay pay bills but you also have to understand mm-hmm. in this big picture that you're in a gentleman's club in kansas city who knows who might have been oh definitely following watching whatever she was a gorgeous young lady yeah she's very pretty i just i i would have thought well maybe they thought that chrome was the easiest target 
to get a settlement from. Maybe. They, maybe they did not want to tackle the North Kansas City Police Department because, you know, we've talked about this. Sex workers are just not seen as the same. And even though it does seem like all the reports are saying that she was just a waitress at this gentleman's club, she was probably not seen as a waitress in the eyes of the law. She was probably seen as a stripper. Yeah. And she was headed to another gentleman's club. Yeah. You know, that, that she stated. That was another thing I noticed in the dash cam footage is she can't even say shady lady the second time. <laughs> yeah, she stumbles over her words. Yeah, which if you know me, I stutter and stammer. So that makes, you know, that could be normal for her yeah, if she's nervous. Yeah. Or maybe it just had to do with whatever was in her system that night. Again, between the thinking that she's at some at some level inebriated but not so inebriated that she can't pump her own gas, walk in a quick trip, pay for whatever, right. and then leave. I mean, She's going way out of the way to where her destination is. Something's just not She right. ends up in Parkville, yeah. in a park, and according to police, down a boat ramp into the water... Something but just she's this heavy marijuana smoker yeah. who doesn't, when the toxicology report is done, and that, I think, is why I think she didn't go into the water on January 15th. Yeah. It would make sense if her body hadn't been in the water that entire time for her not to have marijuana in her system. Yeah, because maybe, you know, if, if we, she was taken. Right, if we indulge in the conspiracy, they may not have known that she was a heavy weed smoker. And... You might be feeding somebody that you're using mm-hmm. for something else, alcohol, oh, meth, God. and cocaine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you talk, if you look and have conversations about sex trafficking, the first yeah. thing you know is they get you on drugs. They yeah. get people on drugs. They're getting them high. They're getting them to become junkies so yep, that they depend them. on the drugs. Yep. But they are keeping them in a intoxicated state a lot yeah so that that is where that conspiracy comes from and i and i'm not huge on a lot of conspiracies conspiracies but this one i am i believe that if she would have went into the water on january 15th she would have had thc in her system we'll never know and it's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life because i really just i something about her and that case it just was like wow that was well, because it's so this close. Yeah, it doesn't sit right. Yeah. Like, like this we hear something about... Is, there's so many discrepancies. Mm-hmm. And we hear about stuff like this, you know, like in Law & Order SVU. Yeah. Or in big cities like L.A. or New York City or, yeah. you know, Atlanta. We don't hear about things happening like that in our town. You know, can't like I said, Kansas City is a big city, but comparatively, you know, with other massive cities in the country, it's, it's really not. This is heartbreaking. Regardless of what, you know, regardless of how it happened, it happened. And her family lost somebody. Her friends lost somebody. And it seems like there are more questions than there are answers at this point. Because I want to investigate this. What does her phone record, what do her phone records show? What did her GPS show before it went dead? You know, what, what was she doing earlier? Who was she talking to? Who... You know, did she have enemies? Things like that. I I would have wanted an investigation. Did they did they ever open any kind of investigation with the police? So I do believe the police were investigating until she was found. That's ugh, that's so frustrating because <laughs> I would want to investigate more after she was found. 
Because why was that black SUV in front of her? How so did that was get that, there? Yeah, how did that get there? Whose SUV Who's, is that? Right. Did there they are run? questions. I'm assuming they... And so... There's a VIN number that you can't just get rid of on cars. I know there are things that, like... stolen vehicles. Yeah, the police, they don't share everything that are in open investigations. And that's their right. They don't have to. But, like, personal names. You know, maybe they ran the name and they were... I Honestly, I don't know. Who ditches their car in the river? Maybe it was stolen. Maybe Mm, someone stole it and just tried to get rid of it. And if her car was in there and they just pushed it off And they had no way to know. They wouldn't... But then again... If you go with the conspiracy that maybe her car, she could have, that could have been used to, okay, so we have her car there. We're going to bump it in and then let them both go. I don't know. Because who, I mean, how often are people dumping their cars off this boat ramp? What are the odds that both of those cars would be right there? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm heated. I'm upset. I I will say, so there are a lot of questions. And I know on that Facebook page, if you go to it, Read with caution because you don't know. Some things are opinions and some things are facts. And you have to really read and look at the information to kind of figure out, is this an opinion? Is this a crazy, like... Well, and yeah, because those people are invested emotionally. There's There's not, you know, those... There are lots of people on there that are just that feel the same way, that we we don't have the full story. And then you have people that are her friends that knew her that are posting in there as well. I do know that there were multiple times that they said that this page is being watched. This page is being watched. Now, I would assume that they, when they're saying that, they're meaning by lawyers or police or whatever that may have had something to do with this gag order. Oh. But they, you know, and they said you if you're re- if someone reaches out to you, a lawyer mm-hmm. reach out, you don't have to speak to them. Yeah. You know, just reminding people. See, I would think it's being watched by like the moderators of the page. So like, no, watch no, no. What the moderators say. are the ones saying oh, that this snap. is being watched. Okay. Well, yeah. If there is a gag order in place, that's a legal document. You can't break a gag order. But if it's just against the parents, then it doesn't really apply to anybody. Yeah. And I never saw that the parents were posting on this. Which I'm. I don't know if maybe they were. They had a gag order. Just because they knew it might be such a high profile thing, but it never really, I mean, it never really got a lot of attention here. I don't think it, not as much as it deserved. Yeah. Not as much as it deserved. It definitely got, there was, it definitely got attention, but not a lot of attention. People aren't still talking about it. No, I'm probably one of the only ones that's Yeah, but then you look at like Gabby Petito, that case, people are still talking about that, you know, and. There's room at the table for everybody. Everybody deserves to have their story put on a pedestal and a magnifying glass for people to be able to help and come forward. But I'm not wondering if high profile people were involved in this in a shady way. People don't want to cross those people. And also, if it's some kind of sex trafficking thing, you don't want to cross those people either. Yeah. You know, so either way, regardless of the conspiracy theory you want to drive down, None of those people are people that you want to mess with because they're dangerous people who are connected just in different ways. Absolutely. And also, I, 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 you know, I want to highlight that, for example, if I were to come across somebody at work that walked into my building and I had a conversation with that lasted six, ten minutes and the next day they went missing I would remember and 
it would not take me a week to log or tell somebody that I had a conversation with that person and to give that information up. For me, that does not set well. Yeah. And I, I talked to you about this off camera or off whatever recording that maybe it's that's just the process where it, you know, it takes that long because they're backlogged or um, maybe he didn't qualify it as a high priority traffic stop or maybe it was one of the last ones of his shift and he was just like exhausted by that time. I'm sure there are a million reasons, but I do. I, I would hope that he would remember yeah, that, oh, the next day, this girl's missing. Oh, hey, I, but let me say, I as, saw her. <laughs> I pulled her over. This for me is different because I interact with a lot of people all day. Like a lot of, I could probably talk to a hundred people in one day via like chat and email with my job. I don't remember their names. I remember, you know, what I helped with. So maybe the name didn't immediately ring a bell for him because he was, it's not the name that he remembered. But her face and her name together. Yeah, see. And again, the I'm dispatch. I'm trying to give this, the man the, the, the dispatch logs that go missing from 4.31 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's like, weird to me. It's just there's so many, like I said, coincidences, discrepancies. I just, it doesn't, it has right. never and it will never sit with me well. Right. And we talked about Occam's razor in... Ellen's case where like the simplest explanation is the best but it's like I don't know what the simplest explanation here is is that that it was an accident like a tragic horrific accident is that the best explanation and if it was why wasn't the police department held responsible for for letting her go yeah I would say that's neglectful homicide negligible homicide I think that's the thing I don't know we'll have to look it up I apologize if I'm butchering any of that but I, I just, I do think that there should have been more done in this case. And like I told you, it reminds me of the case of Maitrese Robinson. And those of you that know that case, it's very similar where she was very obviously inebriated and ended up getting the police called on her at a restaurant when she tried to leave without paying. And they did take her to the, to, to jail. They took her, they had her in a cell And they called her, her mom, they called her grandma, and everyone was like, keep her. Let her stay there overnight. We will get there 9 a.m. in the morning. Like, we just, we don't have the money. It was late. You know, they couldn't get the money at that time or something along those lines. Or they couldn't get a car to get out there. They're like, keep her. Let her sober up. We will be there in the morning. At least we know she's safe. They didn't keep her. They let her go. And she died. She drowned. And it's just like... What's the simplest explanation? Why, first of all, why did they let her go? That's the question that I'll ask in Tony's case, too. Why did he let her go? Yeah. If he would have kept her, this wouldn't have happened. This this if, incident would not have happened if he would have taken her in for yeah. a DUI. Or called somebody to come get her. Yeah. Who cares that it's 4.30 in the morning? Please, police officers listening, call me at 4.30 in the morning if my friend needs a ride. Because I will be there. My friend, my family members... Hell, I don't get, I don't care who it is. You yeah. call me. I'll come take them home. I just, I, a lot of, a lot of balls got dropped here. Another piece that doesn't make sense to me is that Tony, according to police, that she was pulled over, that 
she was believed to be under the influence, went into the water in Parkville, down a boat ramp, and her, they found out that her cell phone pinged near that park. They used sonar to look at the water in January. You have a two-week period that they could have been looking if it was in January. They did not find anything. But in March, they did. I, I know that the sonar is not perfect, mm-hmm. but I would assume that if there were two vehicles pushed into the water and the river, that they would have caught something Yeah. if her car was there in January. That is another, like, was her car in the river in January? I asked you, we kind of looked up on our own time, how far away from the bank or from the boat dock was the car found? And the report that you found says it's just a couple feet off the bank. Like, it's right there. Yep, it's right there. Because I thought, you know, the Missouri River is kind of known for being really dangerous and, like, with undercurrents and Mm -hmm. things like that. So my initial, you know, trying to err on the side of not wearing my tinfoil hat, (laughs) I'm thinking maybe it got swept away in the current and they couldn't find it. But it just doesn't, that doesn't make sense then if it was right there. It does not make sense. I don't know about underwater like recovery efforts and like I don't know how to use sonar. I know that it is not, you know, in 2017 it wasn't great. But I can't imagine that it improved drastically from January of 2017 to March of 2017. Me either. Like if it were a year or two. Yeah. Probably. You know, there there have been advancements. And I feel like if that was the case, that they, the police or the news would say, you know, with new technology, yeah. we were now yeah. able to find. But that's not the case. So this is kind of my take. And it's it's still a really crappy thing. Not as far into the foil hat world as the car wasn't there. But I don't wonder if, because they knew of what, you know, quote, what type of person she was, that she worked at a strip club or a gentleman's club, she was on drugs, if they just didn't try that hard. If they were like, this could be a car, this might not be a car, we're not going to really send our divers down into the Missouri River in January for a hunch, because she wasn't, she wasn't well connected to people. That's kind of, I guess, not necessarily a conspiracy theory, but it's definitely, I don't think that they tried as hard as they could have to A, find her, and to B, figure out maybe why. Because we read the autopsy report then, too. Where did those gashes in her side come from? Yeah. There was glass in one of them, and they are postmortem. And, yeah, where did the glass come from? When her window was down, her seatbelt was off, there was no glass that was broke right. on her car. Her car had minor damage. Like, when we're talking minor damage, I'm assuming that they're saying, like, where her car would have went into the water and hit something in the yeah. water. Yeah. Um. Now, when you see, if you look up videos, the windshield is broken when they pull it out of the car. It is because they retrieved the car through the windshield. Oh, that makes sense with their, with the hook. Yeah. And another thing, the only way it makes sense to me is that if she did something else after she was pulled over, was extremely out of it, misunderstood, started to drive down that boat ramp, which I've looked at it and I don't, the pavement 
is like a different it's like bumpy so like that a different you texture. get a grip mm-hmm. like you have a better grip with your tires. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a bump when you go over and then there's this different texture. She would have had to have been completely out of it to not be able to once her car hit the water and she realized if she did drive down that boat ramp yeah. and maybe like it was icy and I think that's what the police said it was icy. It was freezing rain. Yeah. That she slid or her car slid down the boat ramp. The only thing that I can think of is she would have to be completely out of it or passed out. Yeah. Which she couldn't have just, but does she just drive and then hit the boat ramp and then pass out? I, it's just, there's a lot of, too many, like, I don't know. The only thing I can understand is if she was too out of it to get out of the car through the window. Yeah. Because the window was open. Yep. Maybe by the time, like, she really realized what was happening, it was just too late. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, I know you don't. I've said this before. I really, my blame is 100% on the cop who pulled her over and did not check her sobriety. Because when they pulled her from, like when they checked her, her stomach contents, they checked her carotid or her femoral arteries, the blood, and she had alcohol in her system. She had alcohol, meth, and cocaine. So but at again, the very least, she would have blown yeah. the limp, you know, she would have, she wouldn't have been able to drive. Yeah. And she would have been put but under again, arrest. But THC, which still, still baffles me. I know. I, I just do not, I don't think that I can believe that with her window down, her seatbelt off, that she did. That she didn't at least try to get out of the car. That's where I get stuck. Yes. I'm like, was she... I passed out before, not drunk and not from drugs. So maybe that's a completely different level of blackout. But I usually, first of all, when I faint, I'm up within 30 seconds. Like my body resets and I'm back. If cold, freezing cold water would hit my body like that, as it would if the windows were down. starts pumping number one. Well, you would have woke up. Yeah. And yeah, fight or flight would have happened. And she would have, you know. And again, we're talking about. Now, alcohol is a depressant. Um, but cocaine and But meth cocaine aren't. and meth are not. It's not, we're not, when we're saying she is on drugs, we're not talking about she put a needle in her arm and it was heroin. So, she, you know, heroin, you put a needle in your arm and you're out of it. Meth and cocaine are not that way. No, they're That's supposed m- to like make Yeah. You- so to me, it just, the math ain't mathin. Yeah. And I actually, I want to look at the report again at some time and just look at the levels that they found. Like, how much alcohol? So I did look. And I looked. I just didn't. I looked and then I like researched what that would equivalent, Mm -hmm. like how that would like if you were to blow in a breathalyzer, like what that equivalents to. And it's to me, from what I could find, it looked like she was would be above the legal limit but not fatal levels okay so still so below would have been blood, still would have been a dui oh definitely still and i would think, have been above I think the we legal can limit. all agree that she was under the influence of something enough that there should have been a field sobriety test done yep. a breathalyzer whatever yep. you know um i think if we're being honest i think that officer saw a beautiful woman who he was trying to give a break to i think i mentioned this earlier i bet he never does that again i hope not I do not believe that he is still a police officer with North Kansas City. Oh, wow. So, but I probably wouldn't with all of that being said, <laughs> there are plenty of articles. You can look them up that the 
the police department defended his decision and said that he he made a reasonable decision with the information he had. Shame on you, police yeah. department. Yeah. Because I don't know. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> bizarre. I and I that can't is you covering that. your tracks. I disrespectfully disagree with yeah. that assessment. And, you know, we like in our last case, we talked about, you know, prominent people mm-hmm. and the good old boy system. There's, again, that gag order with those prominent people in Kansas City. But it still doesn't make sense to me why that even was a thing. There's just so many questions. And I just, like I said, since 2017, I did not believe that she accidentally mistook a boat ramp for a road, drove into it with the window down and her seatbelt off and was unable to get out of the car. Yeah. She was tiny. She was. She was little. So... And it's not it's not like a car just immediately goes under the water. Like it, there are there is time. Your you know your car hits the water, and then it starts to take on water and it sinks. There is time. I just I don't I don't understand. I don't either. It doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like I have more questions than I do answers. I felt like that since two thousand and seventeen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> I will be continuing my investigations on what in the world happened here. Yeah. Tony and Ellen, man, these are these haunt me. I will probably actually take one evening when it's a little rainy and a little slick and drive myself up to Parkville just to look at that boat ramp. And the f- you will. <laughs> no, you will not. I'm not saying to drive on the boat ramp. I just want to see the I, idea that she's so. Uh-uh. The accidents ain't going to be happening today. I do want to drive up there on a sunny day. When it's fine and kind of get an idea of what it looks like. I'd love to. It would help like put me in in the role of Tony. I don't know. And I don't know yeah. if anything's changed. You said there's a sign now. Well, yeah, they did ramp. put a sign up. And this park is huge. And to make to make it's huge enough to make me wonder how she would have been even driving that far into the park to get to the boat ramp. Like it doesn't I mean she might have been lost. And I understand that. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten lost. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I I understand that. But again, the way that you have to get to that boat ramp, it doesn't make sense. But again, yeah, she could have been lost, and it was dark and it was rainy. Yeah, and you know, there she was in the wrong lane at a four way, like at a huge intersection yeah. facing oncoming traffic. So I, I, I honestly, and I'm gonna, I feel like I could have been her and not been inebriated and been like. But she knew that area, or uh, and I don't know if she knew that area, but she knew Kansas City. I think she I don't, probably did. I don't drive in the city. I could see myself mistaking like a you know a road like that. Like oh, I think I can turn here. Yeah. The sitting there for twelve minutes doesn't make sense. I was gonna say, girl, you would have realized like oh my god, the cars are coming right at me. I'm in the wrong lane. Yeah. So again, the officer could have saved her life and i will yeah. that i for sure 100 percent know the officer could have saved her life yep but i do want to highlight that she was a college student yeah i saw that umkc umkc we hear you know that working and going to college is hard mm-hmm. and um you know you don't make a lot of money and you know you have an apartment or you have a car you got to pay for insurance all of these things and i I'm not knocking her by any means. I, I I want people to see that, you know, maybe she was working in that field just to try to get through college. Honey, do it. I and I and I understand that, you know, that does put her at risk. 
immediately at risk. Even though I do know that there are gentlemen's clubs that try to keep their employees safe, it does put people at risk. Yeah, she's a high-risk community with a low-urgency response time from law enforcement. So I can only speak on my feelings here as I am not the police, nor have I ever been able to see the information that the police have. Right. But my concern is that Tony wasn't in the river from January 15th until March 10th. And that is why the THC was not in her body. It is possible that that SUV that they said just happened to be there could have actually helped push her car into the water. Again, just just a feeling. What I know for sure is that Officer Ficken had a choice that night, and if she was under the influence, he could have saved her life. I also know that Tony Anderson is loved and missed by many, and I don't think we will ever really know what happened after she left Quick Trip on January 15, 2017. With all of that being said, I would like to hear from you all, and maybe you have a different perspective, or maybe you know about this case and have information that maybe I didn't come across I would love to hear from you. We appreciate that you, you know, stuck with us and um, listened through this case. I, there are, you know, there are things that I don't have answers to, and that is simply because I'm not a police officer or detective, and I don't have access to her case. I wish I could. I wish that they would give me one week to just sit down <laughs> with everything, and I think I might have more peace after that. Yeah. But I don't. I don't, that's never going to be, they're never going to be like, here, Hannah. So um, my hope would be that someday maybe, you know, an investigative journalist would take Mm -hmm. on this case and have more resources and access to things and be able to give us some closure. uh, Because I know that I'm not the only one. Like I said, her friends and a lot of people on that um, justice for Tony Anderson truly believe that we do not have the full story as well. And I think that a lot of people would like some closure to this case. So so thank you guys for listening. Um, I look forward to our next episode where we're going to have a lot of fun kind of Lighten the air a little bit, too. It's not heavy. We're not going to talk about anything. Yeah, we're going to talk about Halloween and fun things. So with that, um, I'm Hannah. And I'm Bianca. And we are Taking Taking Back Back Sunday. Sunday. A postpartum... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And if she was under the influence, he could have saved her life. Her lice. (laughs) He could have saved her damn lice. Could have. Maybe done that too. Who knows?